Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows skims.com because i quit my job this morning <laughs> i literally walked it to andrew and i was like i quit hello and welcome back to couple things a show all about couples and the things they go through and that is the first time i've ever done this introduction solo uh for all 90 some episodes of the show been Sean and I tag teaming that introduction, but today she's actually away on work for the first time in two years. And it's crazy. It's also topical because today's show is all about what is like working with your spouse. So Sean and I have worked together for five years. We've done a lot of different projects, a lot of different business, a lot of different travel, uh, and learned a lot or at least experienced a lot. So we wanted to take a step back and think about what have we learned, uh, from working together. And so we have come up with eight different lessons or things that we have uh, gleaned from our experience uh, of working together. And so whether you work with your spouse or not, whether you have business that's at all like what we do for work or not, we have tried to make these eight different things applicable to a, a broad audience. So I hope you enjoy this. It's also an interesting thing uh, for Sean and I to talk about during this time of really exciting, uh, hectic, overwhelming, big business transitions, uh, and also having our second child, there's just a lot going on in life. And so for us to actually have this time where we could step back and think about what our arrangement is and what our goals are in work and in marriage and in parenting and, and what do we want out of life, uh, it was actually really good for us to kind of discuss this. So I hope you find it cathartic to some degree as well. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I would also love to give a comment of the week. So today's comment of the week comes from last week's episode where we shared our experience at the People's Choice Award that we had this podcast nominated for. And so Nicole Lynn wrote, I love listening to your podcast. You're so relatable and down to earth. I love that you share the things you've learned, both good and bad in your marriage and how you share to help others. Keep up the amazing things that you do. Thank you, Nicole. And uh, we are so glad to hear that you're learning uh, from us as we 
just share what things we're learning in life. So love to hear your feedback and uh, please leave a comment if you have one. And also, while this is a solo introduction, this is a duo episode. Sean is just away, so she couldn't join me uh, for this introduction. But we have a really good discussion, and I'm excited to bring it to you. Without further ado, here it is, episode all about what we've learned working with our spouse. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today's episode is all about how to juggle working with your spouse, and it couldn't be a better day. Is that why? Because I quit my job this morning. <laughs> I literally walked it to Andrew, and I was like, I quit. I'm and, done. And usually... One of us feels like quitting. Yes. But today was an interesting mix of both of us wanting to quit. Yeah. So. And it's like, you want to go for a bike ride since <laughs> we could quit our job? I was like, yeah. So he went for a 30 minute bike ride. That was fantastic. It was a really nice bike ride, by the way. Yes, it was. And I do feel weird. Uh, I, I'm doing what I never do, which is wear shorts while we film. I know. Why are you so, you're so insecure about showing your legs on YouTube? <laughs> I just think it's weird. <laughs> I'm just sitting if in the chair and they're knees, looking. He's like, oh my gosh, I feel naked. Uh, all right. Well, we did an episode last week on the People's Choice Awards. And I just wanted to reiterate how thankful we are that you put us in that position in the first place. Congratulations to Emma Chamberlain for winning. Yes. And to all the other nominees. We aren't bitter at all. <laughs> at all. And also, we neglected, and I am embarrassed and ashamed about this, to thank our team, who yes. also does so much work behind the scenes to actually make the show happen so the producers we got the editors caroline we have lexi we have natalie we have layla we have jenny we have have will will it's everybody there's a lot that goes into it and needless to say the talent that joins us as well so now that that's behind us if uh if you like the show please give it a rating and subscribe to it uh we try to bring you wholesome is that the right con? con- sure. Like the right word? Yeah. Wholesome, fun, real, you know, real life experiences. Yeah. So today we are talking about working with your spouse though. Uh, also, before we get started, there aren't many tickets left. If you guys didn't know this, we are going on tour for a couple things. We're doing live shows. We're going to be having a fun time doing like embarrassing stories and questions, games with the audience. It's we'll be, be drinking so wine together. It'll be an awesome, great um, an awesome great. It's going to be an awesome great. It's going to be an awesome great. One of it's those. Gonna be an awesome date night or night out with your friends or a night out solo. Make sure you check the description below for the cities we are going to and the few tickets that are left. Imagine like the parenting version of ridiculousness is yeah. how I'm describing it. It's going to be really fun. Okay. Are we ready to start the episode finally? <laughs> sure. Should I talk about why I quit this morning? Yes. So we're going to cover all these topics, but working with your spouse today, I didn't quit because of like you. I quit because we have so much going on. And when I feel like I, when I feel like my work is jeopardizing the quality of my life in the sense of like how well I can be a spouse or how well I can be a mom, Mm. I literally break down. And today there were five, there are still 5 million things that I have to figure out how to do. And I need to make sure that I give my babies love and I need to give you love. And I feel like when it comes to juggling work with your family and with your spouse, if ever the priority is out of whack where you put work before your spouse or your family, 
things go completely wrong. And so today I was like, you know what? I quit. I'm not going to do work. I'm going to hang out with my husband. We're going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to hang out with my son and my daughter and I'll figure the rest out later. We are entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. I guess you could say. And as such, we can control our schedule and like, hey, we want to do this work because this opportunity came in or we don't want to do this work. And so the the downside of that is it, there's always this temptation to, hey, you know, we planned on having Sunday off, but we have an opportunity to, to yeah. you know, do X, Y, and Z and, and make some more money, right, yeah. at the end of the day. And this week, <laughs> I actually feel like was was really healthy for us mm -hmm. and a really good challenge because Sean had like an emergency panic call yeah. from a company that was like, we need you to, to help us out in this way and we'll like pay you whatever you want pretty much. Yeah. And we were like, oh, you know, the first temptation is great. That's awesome. Yeah. How exciting. And then we looked at the schedule and Drew has her first soccer practice on Sunday. Well, yeah. And it's a 30 minute soccer practice. And we sat down and we said, we're not going to take no. the business opportunity. We're no, not going to do not. it. And then it, not it at the got expense of that. to give a few more details too, as to like all of this, we said yes to the, to this agreement and we were like, okay, we're going to do it. I'm going to fly out. I'm going to leave Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And it was like 12 hours later that we realized we had scheduled it over Drew's soccer practice. And we have this other like, Nashville fairy tale ball and all these things that we're going to do. And we both just looked at each other and we're like, yeah, let's cancel it. It's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. giving up those special moments. And so we just texted the company and we're like, you know what? I'm in, I, I will give you a hundred percent of myself, but I cannot leave until this stuff is done. Which gets at the heart of like setting boundaries and yeah. not everybody has a job that's so sporadic and random and like, you know, last minute as ours can be. But I do feel like that concept of, hey, you know, if I just if I just did one more days of work, mm -hmm. I can get ahead for, you know, for the next week. And there's always this temptation to like add more, more, more. I just finished this book called Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Highly recommend reading it. We can link it down below. But it's all about work is not the purpose of life. It can be a really good thing and mm -hmm. a really good component of life, but it's not the purpose. So how can you actually use work to just enhance what the what the good parts and the best parts of life are which is like marriage and spouses so it wasn't until about two or three months ago we actually sat down and wrote our why because with all of the content that we produce that we share with you guys we want it to be family focused we want to show that our family is number one and we have learned first and foremost and like firsthand over the years that we don't agree with being fake on social media. We don't agree with falsifying our life to make it look a certain way for you guys. And that's just not how we operate. So if our family is jeopardized or in a bad place, you're going to see that. And if we want to promote family, mm -hmm. we have to make family our priority. So with work and with our marriage and everything, ever since we wrote down that why of, we're doing this for each other and we're doing this for our life and our lifestyle and we're doing this for our kids. If any opportunity jeopardizes that, then it's a no. Yeah. And to, to give a more succinct 
summary of what the phrase is. It's we're trying to tell compelling stories around family to make families the thing that people aspire to have that, that gets people most excited in life about. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it's, you know, you know, our families from our parents to our siblings, to our kids, to our marriage, we have felt like it's just, obviously this goes without saying, it's just one of the most fruitful parts of life. So that's what our goal is with every video podcast, you know, TikTok that we make is to display that. And it was so helpful too, as we're like building a business to be like, oh, we're actually putting at risk us mm-hmm. making our family the thing we're most, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was a really good challenge for us. Well, and I think that can be related to anybody in any business and any, any, any career, when you come home at night and you're looking at your family and you're like, Oh, I just want the best for them. What usually happens is you in, you usually start sacrificing your family to work harder so you can provide for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's so easy. Andrew and I have talked about this a million times. It's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of, I just want more. I want to be able to give them more. I want to be able to do more. I want to be able to have more. That can be a very dangerous rabbit hole to go down. And so for us, we constantly have to kind of ask ourselves, why are we working overtime? Why are we working on weekends? Why are we sacrificing time with our kids when we already live a lifestyle that we love and we don't need more? And so I think just having that reality check with yourself of yeah. the most important thing at the end of the day is sitting down with your family if you can. And we had this discussion the other day about what does it actually mean to be content? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like we have every reason to be content, right? And Absolutely. it's so powerful whether even if your kid's crying or your marriage, you know, you're in an argument, there is there is the possibility of being content in that situation mm-hmm. because knowing that like, hey, this we only get this phase with the baby once and yeah, they're going to cry, but like embracing that phase, it's not always going to be enjoyable, but you can like find you can find the purpose behind it. Right. And so with, with, with the work, you, you just got to be cognizant of the fact that more is not where you find contentment. It is where you are now. And if you can't find, if you can't find joy and peace and contentment with where you are right now, more money or a new promotion or whatever else is not going to bring that. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not, revealing any new concepts here yeah. but it's i think we're experiencing it live right now you know yeah. you know whenever i look at pictures of our kids from the past year i'm amazed at how fast they're growing up oh my gosh me too and we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately sometimes the thought hits me hard that i'm getting older too and this has led me to think a lot about the legacy i want to leave behind what kind of parent i want to be and things like our family's financial security We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip <laughs> on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, <laughs> liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. Well, and I want to go back over the past five years of all the things that we've learned and all the things we've done blatantly just wrong um i feel like we've learned everything the hard way and yeah. working together and the first thing is a question we are asked is does our work build our marriage up or does it tear it apart and i feel like over the past five years we've definitely had those moments where the work has has torn up i don't want to say torn us apart but like made us um be more distant from each other because we didn't have that like common goal of like what it is we were working towards. Yeah. I remember there were so many times where when we were first starting this whole like vlogging life of showing our, our world, um, Andrew would always pull out a camera to like film. And there were so many times we would get in arguments because he would pull out a camera and I'd be like, I don't know if you're pulling out a camera as my husband because you think this is beautiful or you think this is a, a fun moment that you want to sh- keep for us. Or if you're pulling out a camera and that's the the entire world watching and it's going to be posted on Instagram. So I didn't know where those boundaries were. And I remember that kind of put a wedge between us for a while and trying to figure out that boundary. But with that, I remember we had a sit down conversation of like, what boundaries can we put within our household and within our business to make our work successful and to actually build our marriage up instead. Yeah. And I think initially I took that conversation as like a limiting, like, why are you not allowing me to do this? Mm-hmm. But then we take a step back. It's more like, Oh wait, I love vlogging and Sean loves, you know, obviously having some protected family time mm-hmm. and we can do both, but there will be like, I can't vlog all the time and we can't have family time all the time. Mm-hmm. And if we communicate that openly, uh, then we both could achieve our goal for a longer period of time without Sean getting mad and never wanting to do it anymore or me, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. it goes both ways. So instead of viewing it as limiting, it's more like, oh no, we can do this, but here are, here's how we can make it work to yeah. have, have both of us happy. If you're up for it, I'd like to list 
all of the rules, guidelines, and like boundaries we've actually put on our marriage and work situation. Do we? Okay. Like, just we didn't write it down. I just want to see because I feel like Uh if someone were to ask us, is this a test? No, (laughs) but I feel like if someone were to ask us, like, what boundaries have you put in place? We'd be like, oh, we don't have any. But I actually think, like, in putting three seconds thought into this, we have quite a few. Well, so I, I, we never post without like Taylor's approval. Yes. So can't post anything on social media about our family, about our kids, about each other, nothing, unless the other person sees it. Any opportunities that come through the door, we always both discuss it. Yes. And and the pros and cons of, of the deal. Yes. We always um, have a very long discussion and kind of vetting process. Whoever comes into our home as far as like work is concerned. So like photo shoots, videos, people we work with. That's a very, that's a huge discussion in protecting our family and our kids of, do we feel comfortable having this person in our house? Um, We also have kind of like work hours where I know, and we both know that outside of certain hours, it's husband and wife. And within those hours, it's, it's work partner, which is, we usually try to start work anytime between like 830 or nine. And we try to be fully wrapped up by five or six, five. Yeah. And also if we're going to be working outside of those boundaries, we need to clearly communicate that. And we try to be on the more generous side of like, Hey, this project might only take me 15 minutes, but I'm going to tell Sean 30. So that way, that way it's not the opposite. And she's mad because I'm 15 minutes late. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like she's smiling because I'm bad at that one, but yeah, he is. (laughs) Um, we also have boundaries within our household. We have like offices here. Um, so there's like an office in the upstairs, like landing, we have a studio office and then Andrew has an office and Andrew usually runs all of like the analytical and like the bills and the finances and everything of our business which can drive him absolutely insane and he needs quiet time for. So he actually has developed a system. Please explain it where he goes in his office and he shuts the door and he has um, a list of, of conditions, conditions whenever the door is closed of whenever, like when I can come in his office. Well, I'll have a Google doc. I can just link it. But <laughs> bottom line is you can never come in without knocking. And if the door's yeah. closed, it's only in like emergency situations. It sounds really in. sketchy, but it's actually like a good process. Well, the uh, the home office, this is not news. Everybody listening has probably experienced this sometime in the past year and a half, but it's like a battle. Oh, actually a huge boundary, huge boundary that we put on business. Wow. I can't believe it's just become norm for us. So during COVID, we actually like we worked solely from home and we learned very quickly that mixing our kids with our work was very very hard so if i'm sitting on my computer or andrew sitting on his computer and drew comes over and she's like mama 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 and i am basically ignoring her because i'm trying to like get work done that isn't good for her and that's not good for me so we very quickly put a boundary in our house that upstairs is work and downstairs is home if you go downstairs to our main level, you are mom, dad, and you are part of the family. You cannot talk about work. You don't take business calls, any of that around the kids. 
If you're upstairs, you're in the office. So you are business partner, CEO, whatever. You can take your business calls, but the kids really don't come up here. Yeah. And well, Mallory Irvin told us, don't try to do both at the same time. Yeah. Because if you're trying to do bills with the kids in your lap, that ends in frustration. Yes. 100% of the time. Absolutely. In our experience. So that's kind of the starter pack list. There's, uh, I'm sure, a handful more that don't come to mind. But uh, I think having a common goal and being just really communicative around that and how you can achieve that where in a way that both parties are comfortable is super important. So the third, the third uh, tip or Mm -hmm. idea we have in working with your spouse that I feel like has helped us is kind of like knowing each other's personality types (laughs) and and how we tick. So, you know, there's all these tests, whether it's Myers Briggs or Enneagram, um, there's a bunch of different of these personality classifications, but knowing like love language is one of them, mm-hmm. knowing that Sean likes quality time. And if she comes into my office, like not, it's, it's not going to end well for me if I just like immediately shut that down yeah. or like ignore her. Cause mm-hmm. that, that kind of negates the quality time aspect, but just communicating, Hey babe, I would love to spend time with you, but can I have 15 minutes bef- like in, before we hang mm-hmm. out? you know, and Andrew, and I'm not good at that, but like, we're working on it. Yeah. We actually went to a marriage <laughs> counselor. Um, we started going, it was one of our like new year's resolutions and we've been really excited about it, but that's something we've been working on is how to decipher and work through those, those roles of husband and business partner, because I'm very bad. I I'm very emotional. I take things personally. And so I'm very bad if I like walk into his office and I just want to cuddle or something and he's like in business mode. I'm like, wait, did my husband just shut me down? Yeah. Or is that like my business partner being like, I'm busy. And it's very hard to kind of decipher those roles. That's why we've kind of put in the offices and stuff in those boundaries. Um, but Andrew's personality type, which I have to reiterate to myself a lot, is he's like a workhorse. He is very focused and emotionless. <laughs> Literally, when you're when you're working, you go ice cold. You've never phrased this, but I agree. <laughs> I've never noticed that about myself, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. if he's in work mode, he's ice cold, and focused. You'll, you'll ask a question, and you'll be like, "I I don't even know an example," but you'll just be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no." It's so true because so accurate. It Get is out. so funny because I didn't realize it myself. <laughs> That's what I love about marriage. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a lot of. Surely there's a lot of difficult things about working with your spouse, but I think there's so much benefit too, because I've gotten to see this whole new side of Sean that in, you know, another situation I might not. So by working together, it's like, I see how much of a leader you are. I see how creative you are. I see how good with the team you are. Like last night you had that genius idea for the video and it's like so fun (laughs) because we like share the excitement together as opposed to one you can still feel included if you're not yeah. doing the same thing, but still, it's just, I, I like our setup. I will say too, that's another thing that we've had to work on over the years is <clears throat> roles within our business. Yeah. Because since we are husband and wife going into business at the beginning, it was kind of this blurred, disorganized list of let's all just try to work on everything at the same time. And when we started learning each other's personality traits and what we are better at and what we where our strengths were, we very quickly just kind of separated that list into 50-50 where 
Andrew is really good with finances. He's really good with like the business not side of things. Quickly, not very quickly. It not very quickly. It took us a while. It took us five years. We're still in the process of doing that. But the yeah. more you can be like, hey, you're in charge of this and you own it, the better I feel like mm-hmm. and the less frustration there is, you know? Yeah. And that is another phrase that <clears throat> a business partner of ours has taught us is owning your stuff. And basically when you make that list of what each of you are doing or what each of us are doing, if it fails to get done, I will be the first to be like, I own that. I came up short on it and it was my responsibility. And it also just gives you something finite to discuss, like a small, a small criticism as opposed to like Sean never gets her work done. It's like, Hey Sean, you, we had agreed that you were going to take care of the bills and you didn't like, Mm -hmm. can I help you in any way? As opposed to making it a bigger thing. Like when you have a clearly defined role, it really helps out. But then also the other side of the roles is, and this is a new thing we learned from the holdernesses, I think of calling each other different names yeah. depending on the time of day. So if we're working, it's like Sean, or if we're uh, with the kids, like with all the family time, it's like, I haven't really called you mom, but maybe you call me mama, but to the kids, to the kids. And then when it's just you and I, it's like, babe. Yeah. And obviously those get mixed a lot, but like it, it, it does kind of help differentiate, you know, especially when I'm talking to Sean, if, if I was during the work day and I was like, babe, get your work done. Yeah. That would be like, that would be love. And then it would be roles crossing, which becomes hurtful. So we try to very clearly keep those on separate sides. I think that is too, something we've gotten better at is like the collaboration versus micromanaging side of things. Yeah. At the beginning when we didn't have those clear lists of like, Andrew's doing this and I'm doing that. There was a lot of micromanaging that would happen for both of us, I'd be like, babe, did you get this done? How's, where's the progress? Where's what all, you know, what all is going on Yeah, and vice versa. And now I just trust his side and he trusts my side. And we very easily now are able to collaborate in our business instead of worry that things are, you know, loosens or not being tied up. Yeah. And the breakdown of what that collaboration looks like can go in phases, right? So sometimes I'm going to be doing more work. That's just that, what that phase of life calls for. And other times you'll be going through a phase where you're going to be doing more work, but understanding that like, Hey, this is probably a phase and it can change and also communicating through it. Like, yeah, can be huge. So obviously you don't want any pent up frustration to be left on the table that will just unearth later in an ugly way. But there have been kind of these ebbs and flows of work capacity, if you will. So yeah. If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50.00 washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment, and Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince, and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it. 
but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastham to get free shipping and a 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Eastham. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That's, that has been health, uh, helpful. I but. will say a couple of like cute things and funny things that we do that are also very helpful. Um, at the end of the day, whenever like work is done, usually Andrew, I try to wrap up my work by like three or four so I can spend time with the kids and let our babysitter go. Um, Andrew will usually wrap up work by five or six. And every time you come down the stairs, I try to be like, Welcome home, babe. How yeah. was your day? And, and it's fun. just kind of like, I think in a, in a strange way, it kind of marks <sighs> the end of our day and marks like, hi, baby. And yeah, it's, no matter it's what when I, husband and wife time start. No matter what w- stress work brought, it's like, oh, okay. I got Sean here. And we also are very, very good at if we're ever outside of the house, outside of work hours, whether it's the weekend or a day off or whatever it might be. We're very good at asking each other. If we have a work question, one of us will say, is, is it okay, okay if we talk about work right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. That's and helpful. if, if the other person says, I don't really want to great, we're done. Yeah. Uh, we're excited about this. If you've watched our main channel, YouTube, you've known that we have this content house per se under mm-hmm. underway, but really building out a, a space where we can record these shows uh, in, in a place that isn't our home where there's not crying babies and dogs, et cetera. And then also with the idea of having other people being able to use that space as well, uh, if they have shows. So, you know, I'm not saying that that's necessary to have, a an outside office outside of your home. I think it's really whatever works for you and your relationship. And if you prefer working from home, mm-hmm. which I think there was a phase where we did, but now we, I think prefer working separately yeah outside of home um you just got to do what's best for you to to make it work uh and you know if that means getting a new space or hiring someone else to help with the kids like you know whatever your situation can call for or Mm -hmm. allow uh you just got to think through the different options you know Mm -hmm. it's helpful i think for us we tried really hard at the beginning to be both parents and work at the same time and we very quickly learned that that doesn't work for us we are all in people. We can't do things halfway. So if I am being mom, I want to be mom and nothing else. Yeah. And if I'm working, I want to work and be nothing else. And for us hiring a a nanny and a babysitter was like the greatest change for us because it allowed us to be parents when we wanted or not when we wanted, but when we are parents and it made that much easier. Yeah. That's your mom. But I am curious about, what, what happens, we were asked, with, if our marriage is in a funk or we're having a tough mm-hmm. time, how do we work? Because it's always <laughs> filming something. 
And I actually, I've, I've not thought about this question, but I like how we do it, which mm-hmm. I think is really just not filming anything. Yeah. We will work through the issue at least to a point where we're both like, okay, we, we feel like we're on the same page and like, yeah. it's not this versus it's like me versus her feeling, which it can sometimes be like, but it's like, we will not film until that main issue gets addressed. I remember this, this happened like last week or two weeks ago where we were in an argument of not like a serious argument, but we were in an argument about something. And when we say argument, it was just like a scuffle. Um, and we needed to film a podcast and it was all about our, it was a solo episode about our marriage and about love and all of these things. And, um, whatever topic it was, I remember our like time came where we needed to film the podcast and we both looked at each other and we were like, you know what? I don't want to sit down and try to fake it. Like things are okay when they're not. Yeah. And that's not what our podcast is about. So we're not going to do this right now. Yeah. And, and some, also, sometimes it'll just be more of like a scheduling thing. Like, hey, yeah. we, we actually like we we need to do these meetings. Mm-hmm. So like if it's not filming and we just have meetings or calls, it'll be like, all right, we have to take the calls. But can we talk about this at 4 p.m.? Yeah. Or like and scheduling a time so that we both know, OK, we do want to address this issue. We do want to get to the other side of it. And we do want to like be on the same page of connection. That's been really helpful. So, well, and an example of like the podcast that we are trying to film last week. That I think for me, that's a perfect example of prioritizing your marriage over work. For us, it could be very easy to be like, oh, tough, like suck it up, toughen up. Let's just film this and fake it till you make it. Um, but that's not making our marriage the priority. That's making the work the priority. So I think for us being able to say, you know what, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Is a way for us to protect each other. And then the other thing is, uh, and then we'll give some stats too. Yeah, the I other like thing stats. is, uh, sometimes when you're working from home, it can feel like the work never stops or just mm-hmm. the home life, work life bleed into each other. And how do we, when one person mm-hmm. wants to continue working and the other doesn't, how do you feel like we do with that situation? I feel like we're still working through that one because I always want to film. I always have an idea. I always like, and you always want to work, which is such a beautiful thing about you. You're, you're so driven. So I'm usually the one that's like, I'm done. Like I'm done for the day. We're done for the day. Let's, let's go be mom and dad. And I think for the most part, you compromise a lot more than I do that way. Which I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm keeping the family strong, okay? Um, but I think it's a beautiful thing because you so easily will be like, you know what? Give me 15 minutes and I'll wrap this up and I'm done. And I think I think that's a great thing. I I think it's I think it's better that we're compromising towards family than we are compromising yeah. towards work. And I do have this like urgency fallacy where I'm like, we, yeah. I have this idea. We need to film it now. And we both <laughs> we've gotten better at understanding like a. Hey, you know, it's 5 p.m. and this is the end of our workday. And I've come to terms with that. Like, no, this just isn't going to happen right now. I've been through this frustration of trying to film with the kids around or like trying to film when you're expecting f- family time. I've been through that a million times and it doesn't end well. Um, and how can we like change that up? And so mm-hmm. you've done a better job too at like not just shutting me down and saying, no, we're not going to film that, but being like, I would love to tomorrow. Yeah. And it's kind of like that whole scheduling a time to work out the issue. It's like, no, we can do that, but just on a different timetable. So that's been really helpful. I also, 
Well, you're going to keep break. going. I was going to talk about eating a meal together. I feel like has helped. It's a good break. Like yeah. a lunch break. It is. We try to do a lunch break where we all sit down and we eat. And that's more husband and wife. And then I also thought of another boundary that we put in. Okay. Because our life is filming our life or because our business is filming our life. Another very strict boundary that we have is if for some reason any of our or either of our kids are in our videos or in our pictures or whatever it might be, the second, I mean, the, the nanosecond, nanosecond, mm. is that a thing? Um, yes. Either of them gets unhappy. We're done. We're absolutely done. We do not push them to be a part of our business in any way, shape or form. And if they don't want to be, that's when we're both like, we're out. They're out. We're not doing it. Yeah, that's that has been a new feeling of frustration, a yeah. new level of frustration where it's like when someone else wants to film our kids like oh my for an interview or whatever. It's like this. No, absolutely. It's that's not it's rage. They're not here for <laughs> yeah. that. They are yeah. our children. So anyway, if, if we're yeah. filming a video and Drew is playing in the background and she's perfectly happy and it's like, hey, baby or whatever, that that's fine. But the second something has been asked or whatever and drew says no or she gets unhappy all production shuts down all business stops and she gets to be full kid and she has no tie whatsoever to any of it yeah all right before we shut down okay. here i, I do want to ask the people um if you could share the best advice that you've received about working with your spouse that'd be great and yeah. if you're curious more about what our work day looks like or what a day in the life looks like we actually on our main channel did post a day in the life so you can see you know what we do in a day and how we navigate that space uh we show some funny moments like drew coming in the studio and turning on and off the lights it's wild but uh, i also think it carries over to this anyone who's working from home it can apply to but uh that's all we have for you i hope that was helpful um again we love working Sorry, I'll talk for myself. Okay. I love working with my spouse, um, but it has been helpful to kind of talk through how are we comfortable and how are we uncomfortable? What can we make work and what can we not make work? And then setting limits to, and like that it's, it can all be helpful. So we would love to hear your input, but thank you so much for listening. And so as we start talking about this subject of working with your spouse, I did want to talk about some stats that we pulled up. The first being that 22% of married couples in the United States met at work. I think that kind of reveals this concept that seeing your significant other, your partner uh, in their zone, like where they were meant to, you know, have a career and be productive and, and build things. It can be really attractive. And I like that number. 22% is a huge number. And then also two thirds of businesses in the United States are family owned. And one third of those are run by couples. That's a huge number if you think about the hundreds of thousands of small businesses in the United States. There are uh, one third of the two thirds are run by couples. And so this is obviously a prevalent issue. Uh, the next is working mothers can make up to 32% of the workforce as of 2020. So moms are working more and more. That's something that I feel like, you know, Sean has related to and appreciates the ability to do that and not just, you know, be a stay at home mom. Obviously that doesn't apply to everybody, but moms are a massive part of the workforce. So navigating these personal boundaries can be really tricky. The next is nearly 40% of married or long-term couples living together. Don't know how much money their spouse makes. What? I read that. And I couldn't believe it. 
this kind of, I feel like negates our rule of transparency and really kind of just knowing the situation of your significant other is helpful and, and money plays not the whole role, but some role in that. And so piggybacking off of that, this makes sense. Women with younger children seem to work less. So 75% of working females or working age females with school age children. So ages six to 17 work versus 62% of, of working mothers with young children. So ages zero to five. Uh, and then the last is, and this is a red flag for me, nearly 40% of married or long-term couples living together don't know how much money their spouse makes. That's crazy to me. I feel like that violates our you know, concept of transparency and just knowing as much as there is to know the other person. Like, I, I feel like that's a goal in our relationship is how well can I get to know Sean? And there's different aspects that bring that out. And, you know, money is not everything, but it is something. So discussing that issue for me makes sense with your partner. Um, and if you made it this far, please like the show and subscribe to it on whatever platform. And we will see you next week. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And we are the East fam. 